The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. An untimed down for this Giants offense from the Bills' one-yard line. It all comes down to this. Here's the snap. Fakes the handoff, throws it into the end zone. It's incomplete. Intended for Darren Waller. Darren Johnson in coverage caused enough disruption to force the incompletion. The game is over, and the Bills escape. Unbelievable, tough, gritty win, but man, was it ugly, and it was excruciating for Bills fans. Man, it was painful to watch. It's a win. It's an ugly one. We'll take it. Uh, it was not easy. I'm proud of the way the guys found a way. Mike Danger. I say it all the time. Winning is one hell of a deodorant. And, hey, it is. Gene Bataglia. Yeah, they won yesterday, but I don't think you get a cookie for yesterday. No cookies. No cookies at all. <laughs> cookies. Cookies. This isn't Dion logic. A win <laughs> is a win. A loss is a loss. The Giants made history last night. A terrible mistake by the Giants as they don't get the playoff and get no points out of it. What are we doing? 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan. Rochester. It is happy hour in the sports bar. Danger and Bataglia. Glad you're along for the ride at 95.7 FM AM 950. Maybe you're watching on the stream at The Fan Rochester on YouTube or Twitch. You can certainly join us on a victory Monday that feels like a blame assessment Monday. The Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman line. That number is 866-4FAN. Award-winning barbecue from Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub in the new location, 135 West Commercial Street, East Rochester, goodsmokebbq.com. We're also on Twitter. You can reach out to us at the Fan Rochester, one of our regulars, Jack. Wondering about pickles on a plate. I think I will try that. Also, is there any way you could book Mike Catalana every day of the week? I don't think I would ever tire of him zinging Gino and the Met fans. Also got a message on YouTube uh, today. Oh, yeah. Just about, oh, bad contract. How about Bobby Bonilla? I'm like, yeah, oh, the Bobby you. Bonilla contract uh, is still the best. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also on uh, our Twitch uh, stream as well, at the Fan Rochester YouTube and Twitch, like and subscribe. We've got the chat room up in both of those, and, and we've got a, a, a message in on the Twitch uh, stream as well. We need a Beasley-type slot guy. Hunter Renfro isn't doing jack in Vegas. He would be a good fit. I would love Hunter Renfro, but... It's like, right. It's it, it, that's the weird thing. It's like Josh Allen doesn't have confidence. I'll say this where we sit in the press box. I'm not Mr. All 22. OK, I can't point like other guys can, but you can see if guys are open. And there was one play. Ryan Talbot kind of pointed out that in an unsettled situation, a scramble kind of to the left. Uh, Cook was open. Allen didn't see him. But for the most part, when it comes to separation and the way the Bills like to get the ball out, it stigs. That's it. Yeah. That's it. It's not Davis's ball game. It's not Knox and Kincaid not being there. Maybe that was going to be the plan. This is a, I think this is a funny piece of audio. Maybe funny is the wrong word, but I, I think it's interesting. This was Sean McDermott's Zoom press conference. Okay. This happened about an hour ago. Mike Danger, you let me know, is this a question that you think is worth discussing? Sure. Hello, Sean. I was uh, wondering how much consideration you would be willing to give to someone else on your staff calling the offensive plays. Yeah, uh, zero. That's it. <laughs> That was Tim Graham of the Athletic with the question. I mean, it's a ballsy question to ask. Uh, I like that he asked the question. It's a completely fair and legitimate question to ask. 
you kind of know going into it the unlikely nature that Sean McDermott's going to give you anything other than what he gave you, which is, of course, I'm not doing that. Even though in the back of his mind, he might be thinking, whoa, what are we going to do? Well, there's nuance to everything, right? So if McDermott answers that with, well, yeah, you know, we got to take a look at everything. Uh, yeah, and no, he didn't fluff it off. It was like yeah, zero, zero, zero. And you don't want, look, Dorsey, I, I still think Dorsey is good at his job. I know a lot of Bills fans will disagree with me on that, but I think he's good at his job. And I think right now you're not going to get anybody better than what you have in Ken Dorsey as, as far as calling plays for this offense right now. Right. Okay. So everybody and how many times? Oh, with Dayball, with Dayball, with Dayball. Dayball called the pass on fourth and one when you have Saquon Barkley. Thank you. Thank you. That's it. No more argument with Brian Dayball. He's not a good coach. I felt like an outcast when I said it last week. I was worried that I was going to get. There was on display. You were right, Mike Danger. No one cares, but you were right. I I just think, you know, some guys in, in the NFL are just better suited as coordinators. That when you are a head coach, you have to carry yourself in a different way. You have to act in a different way on the sideline. You have to act a different way after the game. You have to be humble. Like, I don't think what Robert Sala is doing right now, I think that's going to come back to bite him in the ass. The, 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 the what bothered we were shutting down quarterbacks. Yeah, we, we ran was, through yeah. a gauntlet of quarterbacks and we embarrassed them all. Whoa. Whoa, buddy. You haven't won anything yet. You haven't won anything. Nice win. Nice win beating the Eagles for the first time in your franchise's history, but you haven't won anything yet. So I think you have to act in a different way. And the way Brian Dable acted after the first half was kind of like not what you want your head coach to be. You just don't want your head coach undressing the quarterback as you go into the locker room or telling the reporter on the sideline, yeah, I can't answer any of your questions right now. I'm just, I'm too distraught. I'm too upset about what my head's not more. You're telling us all we need to know. And for all of the talk that we had last week of everybody saying, well, you know, Brian Dable knows Sean McDermott, knows Josh Allen, and he does. And that probably played into last night's outcome. But there's a reverse side of that coin as well. And Sean McDermott certainly knows the, the ups and downs of Tyrod Taylor and of Brian Dayball. When do you see a head coach explode on his quarterback the way Dayball did last night? Because, yes, Tyrod, to his credit, took uh, you know took the blame on that. That was his fault at the end. You, you cannot audible out of that. But ultimately, isn't that a coaching thing? Like, shouldn't you have drilled that into your player's head? Hey, do not. Here's when you can audible, and here's when you can't. And you can't do this when we're under 30 seconds or whatever. It's just, yeah, it's just a lack of self awareness. It's a lack of awareness of the moment that you're in to know we don't have timeouts. We We don't punch this in, it's over. So we can't run here. We've got to take a shot at the end zone. I mean, it almost felt like Tyrod was still playing for the Bills. When you look at that stat line, Tyrod's stat line was so... That was such a Tyrod stat line. 200 yards passing, 30 yards rushing, like no touchdowns. Well, last night, Danger, like a lot of us, I got out of there super late. So driving home in the 2 a.m. hour, and I'm listening to the Odyssey app. You know, it's 24-7 for the fan in New York, and they're still reacting to what just happened. And I'm listening to their host in their extended post game tell everyone why Tyrod Taylor should now be the quarterback for the New York Giants, which is hilarious. It's just a beaten down fan base. 
I feel bad for them. Desperate. Desperate. Yeah. And and uh, just a year removed from Daniel Jones, we were all starting to wonder, is Daniel Jones good? You get to the postseason and it, it washes away a lot of the stink that you had before you got there. Well, we were wondering if Brian Dable was good. He was the coach of the year. And when you started off last year, you start off in Tennessee and they miss a field goal. You're driving down. And, you know, like, should we kick the extra point and go to overtime? No, we're going to go for two here. And they went for two, and they gave it to Barkley, and they won the game. Like, wow, that's the way to make a statement. And now Brian Dayball has just kind of like, The Coach of the Year award is so fraudulent. I mean, that doesn't go to the best coach in any given year. It goes to the coach. It's almost like a charity award. Like, oh, we didn't expect you to do well. You you overachieved. You overachieved. You exceeded expectations. Congratulations. You're the coach of the year. It never goes to the best coach. When does a Super Bowl had when does a Super Bowl winning coach win coach of the year as well? You have to go like you know, sixteen and one. Yeah, it, I think probably Belichick would have been the last one. No, the, like, I'd like to con- congratulate D'Amico Ryan's in Houston for winning the coach of the year because, like, that's a team that will be farting around, might get the seventh uh, you know, playoff seating. They'll get in. And- Dan Campbell might, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Just, just to give him the acknowledgement because right now you could make the argument that the Lions are the best team in the NFC, which is crazy to think, but it's not that far off base, I don't think. No. No, you can uh, write to us, our handle at the fan Rochester. You can call us our number eight six six four fan eight six six four three two six. As uh, in case you're outside of Rochester, our area code is five eight five. As uh, Chris from Kentucky, always Chris. How are uh, you, buddy? It's one of our regulars. Yeah. Hey, Chris. Hey, buddy. How are you? Oh, I am doing very, very well. And I was uh, telling Gino uh, during the break that I have become an apologist for Rochester food down here in the South. Or not an apologist, an apostle, I should say. I'm doing the Lord's work. Yeah, you're an advocate for Rochester cuisine. I like that. Yeah, now uh, I posted the picture of the plate to uh, my Facebook and one of the teams from uh, mine and my wife's church, you know, saw it and now she wants to try it. So, but I, I did not eat a plate last night watching that game from the drought era, you know, victory, that type of game that was giving me too much indigestion on its own. So I couldn't, I couldn't stomach a plate last night, but I did have a red hot. So no, I, I, I went halfway there. Well, Chris, uh, appreciate uh, you know, your, your thoughts on the game here. My thoughts on the game was really that was a drought era type victory where you just hope and pray that the Bills do enough to get out with a victory and you know it's going to be ugly. It's, it's going to be uglied up and that that's exactly what we got. And honestly, you know, I, I thought that the uh, that the officiating was a little bit suspect when their guy can be kicking Deion Dawkins in the chin and not get ejected. And I could understand why Josh would be really hot about that and wanting to go in and defend his guy. You know, you don't want to see your quarterback fighting uh, defensive linemen, but yeah, it, if, it, if it, his guy's getting kicked, kind of it though. Yeah, I, I, I do not. Cause that can lead to bad things. I like like the, it's yes, like, but I, I, I just think the message that sends 
to your teammates, like who doesn't love that on that in that locker room other than the coaches? Oh, of course. Yeah, that, that's it. Chris, appreciate glad uh, gl- glad you are an advocate for our fine cuisine. We appreciate all your contributions to the show, buddy. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, five, even, even pickles on a plate. That's a contribution to the show. I don't know that I've ever seen that before. That's Chris in Kentucky who sent us the image of somebody made a homemade plate, white hot plate, red hot plate pickles on top with shredded cheese, with shredded cheese on top. I, I mean, it didn't look bad. You, you, you can do your own plate, right? Oh, absolutely. You yeah. You can do whatever variation. If you right. Want I know that. a lot of people put an egg on their plate and a lot of people put, uh, baked beans. Mm. Eh, not for uh, me. Not, no, not, not for, for me. me, but I know people will do that. No. Where else do you see like, okay, how long was that delay? What was it? 10 minutes? I, roughly when the, after that fight broke out. Okay. All right. We're going to come back. Uh, we have uh, three personal fouls on the Giants. Bang, bang, bang. And one personal foul on the Bills. And they offset. And one, what? Yeah. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And that was uh, an unnecessary delay. Terry McCauley, out of all of the officials that, uh, you know, do their thing on the broadcast. Does he do the most second guessing? Or Mc- is McCauley is the most critical yeah. of all of them. The other, the other, you know, Sterator and Blandino to me feel like they're still kind of shills for NFL officiating. McCauley doesn't hold back. Like that's not a foul. That mm. is a foul. That's not a foul. Why aren't we do? Why aren't we going? We should be going right now. The, the, who cares about the numbers? Let's go. Just get, get it done. Let's get this moving again. Yeah. Um, I kind of, I kind of like that. That that's if there is one bright spot to the uh, Sunday night broadcast, it's, it certainly isn't Collins. Well, if you throw a punch, you're out. So what's the difference between kicking somebody then? Mm. Too that's I think that's what people were kind of upset about last night. To my knowledge, that's not the play that that Josh Allen got hurt on. A lot of people pointing out to another time where he got hit. So yeah, and you saw him. He was kind of. He kind of like kicked his legs a little bit when he was on the ground. I don't know if you remember yeah. the, the replay, but he was in a little bit of pain there. And uh, now the word is day to day, right, is is what they're saying. So it wouldn't be shocking if Josh Allen was on the injury report this week. It wouldn't be shocking if Josh Allen maybe took a day off of practice this week. So we might be you know holding our breath here through the course of the week, hoping that he makes an appearance at practice on Friday. And if he does, then, you know, he'll be good to go for for Sunday's game in New England. Well, this is what I just want to caution everybody. There are warning signs here. And we could just say, well, that was the jet lag in London. Well, they were, it was Dayball doing this. Well, well, well. <laughs> you know, this is not a layup this week. I know we want to like go, ah, ha, 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 Patriots, everything else. But this is a Bills team that is not playing good football right now. Can we just kind of agree and start at that point? And how do they get back to it? And I think part of the problem is an offense danger. You have one guy, Josh Allen Trust, number 14. And who else is stepping up here? You could say that last pass to Dawson Knox. It might have been a little off the mark. Fine. Knox has to come down with that. Gabe Davis, okay, yes, maybe getting tripped twice. Don't do that. Oh, and don't fumble as well. There, we talk so much about secondary scoring. How about the other guys not named Diggs on this offense right now? Or is it a chess match? In this case, you know who your opponent is. You know what he's going to try and do defensively. And you key on Diggs, you key on Diggs, you key on Diggs, so that the one opportunity that you have to scheme up something special to get into the end zone, everybody's focused on Diggs, and you come up with the play to Hardy, which I thought 
was fantastic. I didn't recognize the Bills offense on that play. I'm like, what, what am I watching? Am I watching the Niners? That looked Who like that looked like the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like that looked like that play where like I'm gonna put this guy in motion. There's digs. Everybody's eyes are gonna follow digs. A then, little oh. bit of creativity yeah. from time to time. Yeah. I, and and I will say this too. I think uh, I can't remember if it was Perino or who it was a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the uh, play calling and Ken Dorsey. Like they're not going to. There, there's something to play callers in not showing your hand this early in the season. Like you can show a play here, a play there, but you want to save, you want to be playing your best football at the right time. Right. And, and maybe there's some stuff that's in the vault that you unlock and you bring out later. And and that play last night, that first touchdown uh, score by Hardy, man, I, you know, I could get used to seeing more creativity like that. Uh, but not at the expense of other teams figuring it out where it, it gets snuffed out um, more frequently than not. That was a really, really well-designed play by Ken Dorsey. And I know Ken Dorsey has plenty of his critics. Hell, Sean McDermott was just asked whether or not he's considering finding somebody on his staff to call plays offensively. Matt Barkley working out for the Giants today, which kind of leads me to think that maybe Daniel Jones will not be coming back. And he, if he's got this nerve issue in his neck, that that may not put him back anytime soon. No. I, it, there are teams right now in the NFL, you can say comfortably your season is over. Giants are one of them. Giants are one of them. I, I mean, I could tell you all the teams that are farting around, and it's a long, lengthy list. It's easier to just go around the league and say, like, all right, the teams that right now through six weeks, you're not making the postseason. You're done. I mean, th- those teams are the Cardinals, the Panthers, the Bears, the Giants, the Broncos, and the New England Patriots. <laughs> you couldn't beat the Raiders. Brian Hoyer has to come in and Brian Hoyer beats you. Aren't you embarrassed if you're Bill Belichick? saying all of that, look, the Bills going into this game and it's a divisional opponent and they always play each other tough, but there have been moments where the Bills have absolutely put their foot on the throat of the New England Patriots. I don't know, man. I feel like the Bills, when they play against a bad team, we didn't see it last night, but generally speaking, when you play against a bad team, the Bills handle their business. And I expect that they'll do the same against the Patriots. The Patriots are a one-win team. They're a bad bad football team right now i just you just have to enjoy the gap between uh what what is the and ryan talbot's correct it's not just the bills it's the division and the patriots patriots dead last and think we were wow they're gonna go counterculture they're gonna play physical football they're gonna get the 10 wins no they're not doug and ron decoy joining us in the sports bargain our number eight six six four fan hey doug gentlemen how you doing uh Happy Monday to you. Um, Gene, you were talking about Brandon Bean and what uh, they should do, maybe make a trade. I agree with you, sir. I think they should trade for a number two receiver and a linebacker because if you look at the receivers, after Diggs, I mean, <laughs> they got nobody. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, they're all – Middle threes and fours. Davis is overrated. He always comes up with an untimely turnover like he did last night. Um, and I know Denver wants to trade one of their receivers. I think the Raiders. I know the Vikings are trying to trade one of their linebackers. And that would help subside the Milano loss. 
Well, I got, I got, I'll push back on that. I thought Dorian Williams last night, Doug. He was everywhere. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be so quick. I'll listen to your argument on a wide receiver. I'll li- if there's a defensive like, you know what, back, though, a corner. I think it's hilarious, though. I really do. I think it's funny that we have this conversation in October about the Bills needing a wide receiver. It's a real tough look for the Dalton Kincaid is a wide receiver crowd. Yeah, it's true. Well, when, when he was field, drafted, yeah. he's a weapon. He's a wide receiver. You can line him up in the slot. He can do it all. Can he? <laughs> I don't know. Can, can he get open? Can Josh Allen trust him? Can you get him the ball? Or now do we have to give up more assets to add to a passing game that we thought was all set? Can Gabe Davis be a number one for another team? Yeah, probably. Probably. He's a number two on this team. And, yeah. and I think that, you know, he's... He can make remarkable plays happen just as frequently as he can make the boneheaded plays happen. And I think you you ride that wave. Um, I don't know if a player like Hunter Renfro is worth the investment that you would make to bring him in here. I just don't know. I don't know that he's better right now than what you have in Deontay Hardy or what you have in Sherfield. And we haven't really seen them because Josh Allen is only throwing the ball to Steph Diggs. Yeah, I, I have no interest in Jerry Judy. And as far as assets, the, the new thing danger is if somebody's available, you do the old pick swap. Yeah. Thing. I think we're going to like go full circle here. I see this coming, uh, you know, by week for the Titans. They're not good. The contract that uh, DeAndre Hopkins signed, uh, it, it's affordable that you watch. There's going to be more people speculating. That's the guy that ultimately should end up in Buffalo. Hmm. I don't know if he has anything left, though. Hard to kind of tell. Tennessee well, is a yeah. mess. I haven't spent a lot of time watching Tennessee film. Gross, yeah. And and I really don't have any desire to watch Tennessee film. So I can't tell you. I don't have DeAndre Hopkins on my fantasy squad. I don't know what he's put up as far as production is concerned. Um, no, but as far as a linebacker, I think the Bills made investments, two third-round picks. Yeah. And they were active last night. I didn't have a problem with, uh, with Dorian Williams' game last night. I thought he he looked the part out there. He doesn't look like Matt Milano yet, but he looked good. And Bernard has been fantastic. Uh, 12 tackles last night, three tackles for a loss. The play where the Bills kept getting gashed and gashed and gashed, and they were running Barkley. Um, the next series, they try that play again, and they, Bernard shoots the gap, and he gets in there in the hole, and he absolutely meets Barkley head on, sticks him. Loved it. So we can't say halfway point or quarter point, but if the, if the season's uh, 18 weeks, we're at the one-third point. I think we could say this, right? Like Bernard over Edmonds? Yeah. Yeah. I think we could say that out loud. Like we would like, okay, this is a small sample, everything. Okay, now, now that we're six weeks in, it's like. No, you could see the mistakes and the cracks in Edmonds' game. The physicality was awesome. The idea that he was big and, and mobile and could go sideline to sideline. And I've seen this out of Edmonds. He's just never where he's supposed to be. He's just always, always, always out of position. And Bernard, I think, has a, a different level of discipline and and is a true disciple of this defense. McDermott is molding him in his fashion. Um, and I think he'll do the same thing with Dorian Williams. So that's encouraging. What isn't encouraging defensively is the uh, play of the corners. Both Benford and Elam last night getting torched deep. 
Uh, Elam looking a little bit more worse for the wear than Benford. Benford making a couple of nice plays down the stretch to to break up some deep passes. But yeah, get well soon, Dane Jackson, please. Uh, day-to-day with Corinne McDermott. So that would indicate that maybe you get him back uh, for the Patriot game coming up. 5-1, Texas now up on Houston. Ah, uh, yes, the uh, ALCS uh, happening right now. They're in the top of the third. And uh, Framber Valdez is still up there. He just got uh, tagged earlier in this inning to make that uh, score 5-1. We've got uh, the NLCS tonight between the Phils and uh, the D-backs as well. Monday night game tonight as well, Jim. Oh, we haven't even mentioned that. Like, Kind this, of excited for it. I'm not yeah, going to lie. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and probably uh, your fantasy league might come down to this. Cowboys and Chargers. Yeah, tonight. for sure. Uh, you're hoping for a lot of fantasy points. I like this. This is a trend that I spotted and uh, you know how I love a good trend. Uh, Mike McCarthy, the Cowboys under Mike McCarthy have gone seven and zero against the spread against teams that allow two hundred sixty plus passing yards per game to their opponents. But I don't know if you knew this or not. The offensive coordinator for the Chargers, Kellen Moore, worked for the Cowboys last year. Oh wait, so this is like. This is like the sequel to last night's yeah. game. Everybody knows everybody's yeah. tendencies. Well, knowing that the Chargers have allowed a league worst 299.8 yards per game, while the Cowboys have allowed just 168.6 passing yards per game, second best in the NFL, by the way. Gino, I might need a shower later tonight. I'm going to go Dallas minus a point and a half. It's gross. I know. I know. It's, it's gross. I know. I know. I think you're okay with that pick. Um, I think they rise up. Tonight. And by the way, they're, th- that's going to feel like a home game. That's going to feel like for sure. AT&T Stadium. For sure. Two. I mean, in Los Angeles, are there more Cowboy fans or Charger fans? There are more Cowboy fans. Fact. Yeah. <laughs> there are more, <laughs> more Cowboy fans. So <laughs> There's that, probably more, there are more Raider fans that we know. Yes. No question. I, you got to feel bad for the Chargers in that regard. Although, I don't I really feel lo- bad. No, I don't feel bad. You, you stay at San Diego. You took a big old fat check. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. And this is your destiny. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, yeah, so then we got Monday night. We got you know another baseball game. We got Monday night football. Lots of action this week. Oh, uh, and I know we'll probably get to this in shots. But I think it's probably worth mentioning before we before we take a break. If the Sabres are 0-2. Okay. Mm-hmm. But when we get the shots, there's other things we can talk about in regards to hockey here locally. Yes. Kind of take your take your attention away. Like, yeah. Tell us, Gene, what do we have coming up? Next we, we've got a round the, of shots. Yeah, we have Amherst. We have, uh, you know, look, Notre Dame was beaten by a local school. I think that's newsworthy here. Also, yeah, uh, I want to hear about that. Yeah, that's that Saturday night. Sounded it was electric. rocking. Yeah. Dan DeLorean went. He didn't sneak in. No, no, he didn't. You didn't no. have to sneak him in. Gene, what are you going to do this week now that all your friends are gone? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, I know uh, I haven't talked to you in like three and a half years. Any chance? Wow. How, how you been? What's going on? Hey, well, what's happening at the arena on Saturday? I hear there's something big going on at the arena on Saturday. That you, might, you might have something going on. Something going on. Tell me. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to all of that and more next. A round of shots on the way here in the sports bar. Danger and Bataglia on the fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. The fan Rochester sports update. 
Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen is day-to-day with shoulder soreness. This is according to head coach Sean McDermott. Running back Damian Harris, good news today. He is out of the hospital, does have a neck strain, and is in concussion protocol. McDermott on his defense, coming up big at the end of each half. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, before half, they tried to run it, and, they, and our guys shut it down, and, and then the half ran out. And then in that one, they tried to throw it, and we made the play there too. So real proud of the guys. To baseball, where Framber Del Valdez of the Houston Astros did not make it out of the third inning. Texas leading Houston 5-1 to one as they're going to the bottom of the third. Game one of the NLCS coming up tonight. It's the Phillies and Arizona in Philadelphia. Gene Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan, Rochester. The Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and streaming online at thefanrochester.com and the Odyssey app. This is The Fan, Rochester. You know, it's hard to watch the D-line, you know, but he was, he was, his mindset, I felt like was, he's getting his mindset back, you know, of now he's playing and, and uh, he's a competitive guy. So he's, he's only going to get better um, each week. Ideally, yeah, I mean, ideally, I mean, the more, you know, the medical staff takes, uh, you know, ups that rep count, then obviously the more his, He'll be available in the fourth quarter for us, which is important. So, Buffalo Bills head coach Sean McDermott on Von Miller's performance against the New York Giants. By the way, I mean, while Miller was once again on a snap count, kind of invisible yeah. as a pass rusher, another sack for Leonard Floyd. AJ Epineza was strong once again. He got another sack to go with three tackles and a quarterback hurry. So the defensive line remains a strong point for the Buffalo Bills, even with Von Miller not uh, playing, you know, 100% of those snaps. Yeah, and look at the defensive line. Like, they didn't give Tyrod two seconds on that game's final play. Like, they were coming full force. Um, We'll step Aside from football for a second, we did have the Amherst uh, opening up over the weekend here, and we'll be talking to head coach Seth Thapper tomorrow. I think he's going to be on a bus tomorrow at some point, but we're going to work it out. Uh, He'll be joining us as the Amherst are up in Laval coming up uh, on Wednesday. They won in overtime on Saturday in Toronto. This after falling in overtime on Friday against Bridgeport. Now in Toronto is uh, Kulik, Yuri Kulik with a game winner. Rochester out shooting the Marlies 10-0 in the final 10 minutes. Michael Hauser with 39 saves in that win. Fun fact, it's the first time since October 2002 the Amherst have begun the season with two overtime games. Mm. As we mentioned, uh, Lebel as we learn how to pronounce that uh, suburb of Montreal. Uh, that is going to be Wednesday night, 7 o'clock for our coverage. Sellout crowd of the Blue Cross Arena saw the RIT Tigers shut down Notre Dame's 3 nothing. Scott Tommy Scarfoni, 36 saves for the shutout. In the preseason poll, the Tigers were picked to finish first in Atlantic Hockey, the team that was picked to finish second, Sacred Heart. They come to town this week, Friday and Saturday at 5.05. And if you were curious, though, Danger, like, hey, Notre Dame, that's kind of cool. Who's coming in the future? Well, because they plan these things out years in advance, here are the next three opponents. Next year, Bowling Green, then Clarkson, and then Michigan State coming in in 2026. Michigan State will be fun. Uh, Bowling Green will be fun as well. Um, but yeah, when you're, when you're t- like, when I think of like, heritage hockey programs I and mean, like Michigan State's a sneaky like he- good heritage college hockey program. Well, th- you add that to the resume, Herod. So you've had Michigan come in, you've had Boston College come in. 
I mean, like you've had some hockey East teams like New Hampshire's coming into the Palestini and they're not upper end uh, hockey East. No, but, but that's a big program. That is a big program. It's a good college yeah, hockey program. Yeah. So like you are making strides here. And again, uh, just some good hockey between the Amherst and RIT. And well, then we get to the other team, mm. uh, the blue and gold danger. And it's not yellow. That is yellow. Don't it's tell gold. me. I thought you knew your colors. What are you, fourth grader? Four years old? You know your colors, Gene. That is not gold. That is yellow. It is gold. But at least they were more competitive in their loss to the Islanders. Three to two. The game-winning goal appeared to be offside. Sabres challenged it. They didn't get it overturned. Now, on the positive side, Zach Benson had two assists. And he's doing what he can to stick around here at age 18. He's the youngest guy to have an assist for Buffalo since... Pierre Turgeon in 1988. Uh, the team is back home tomorrow night against Tampa Bay. Feels like a loss. I, I got to say the uh, secondary scoring that made us all nervous going into the season hasn't been the problem. It's been the primary scoring. The first two lines have been fairly invisible. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's been a slow start here. Uh, 5-1 is the score right now. Texas up on Houston. The Rangers putting up four in the top of the first. Uh, Astros get their run. Uh, Jordan Alvarez with a home run, but Framber Valdez already out of this game. Uh, chances are you missed it if you're watching the Bills game last night. It was uh, Texas winning game one, so that would be uh, kind of a blow there for Houston. They uh, end up losing here today to fall behind 0-2. Tonight, it's the Battle of the Zacks. Zach Gallen against Zach Wheeler. Um, Zach Gallen, Arizona, Z-A-C. Mm. Zach Wheeler, Z-A-C-K. Uh, there's no Z-A-C-H. 8.07, first pitch on CBS. I like a no-run first inning in this uh, in this game, in this NLCS game one. Both those guys are elite. They're going to navigate the first without giving up any runs. Finally, the Saskatchewan Rush. Now, they're a team that plays in the Nighthawks League, and you know they try to drum up attention. They're going through a little bit of new uniforms. They're also uh, introducing a new mascot, and when you're introducing a new mascot, you got to put it to a pole, right? I I don't know, like somebody should put up their hand and say, you know, this is a bad idea. They Here's the poll you can go vote on, okay? Tell me if any of these names jump out at you. Bash, Buff, Franklin, Rowdy, Thunderhoff, <laughs> Horny. <laughs> uh, the mascot does have horns on it, so I guess if you wouldn't you know, want to get the crowd going there, you yell Horny. Yeah, kids, come here. Come over here. Let's take a picture with Horny. <laughs> Thunderhoff is pretty dope, though. I kind of like Thunderhoff. Thunderhoff feels like what like the Germans would call, you know, because David Hasselhoff was so big. Yeah, Thunderhoff. Um, th- their nickname is what the the Rush. rush. Get rid of the Rush. What is that? Come up with a cool nickname. What was the t- is the is Saskatchewan? Is that the team that the old Nighthawks became? No, that's Halifax. Halifax. I'm sorry, yeah. I should know that. That so Saskatchewan Rush doing a mascot vote and the names. Why Buff? I don't know. Just buff? strong Buff. I'm Buff. Yeah. yeah. Rowdy. Rowdy's okay. Horny is my my vote. I would cast a vote for Horny just because I want it to be a family-friendly event. Yeah, everybody cheering, Horny, yeah, yeah. Horny. Kids, kids, come here. Let's take a picture with Horny. And, and then you're slipping your you know 12-year-old uh, a beer while you're at it if you're going to the game looking to take a picture with Horny. Uh, that's good. 
Uh, there you go. A round of shots in the sports bar. The uh, big bills news today. Uh, good news for Damian Harris. He is out of the hospital. I don't think you're going to see him anytime soon. What do I know? But a next strain concussion protocol, which leaves you with just two running backs on the roster right now. Danger. Ty Johnson. Does he get called up from the practice squad? Or are you going somewhere else here? Ty Johnson was somebody that was on the jets tore his pack. And then the jets kind of caught him. And then he came into camp late for the Buffalo. Yeah, bills. I think he's your guy. Yeah, I think he's your guy. He can do a lot of what, uh, well, look, he, he's not going to be the bruiser, I think, that that Harris was. So when you need those tough yards, I think you're going to lean on Latavius Murray. Um, but he can catch uh, balls out of the backfield. He's shown that through his career, and I think that might be how you'd want to utilize him. Um, unless you have designs on, on somebody else's practice squad to find somebody that's actually more of a, a inline fit of what you're losing in Harris. Yeah. Like, well, just to review, Blackshear is not on the practice squad. He's nope. actually on the actual roster. Right. Uh, Christian Wade, I think is back over in England. <laughs> yeah. And then the other guy uh, that the bills had Darrington Evans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's getting reps in Chicago. Oh, because Chicago is a mess in their backfield. They Who's going to quarterback the bears this week, buddy. <sighs> it is might, it, it might it? be time. No, it won't. I don't think they would start Peterman. I think they're no. no, I don't think they would start. It just Peterman. really brought him back. I don't, I don't think they would start Peterman. <laughs> I think they'll give it to uh, Bajent, who finished the game in relief of that was the game I was going to go to. Can you imagine how angry oh. I would have been at that game and the, the subsequent days after that game if I went to watch that? Paid money to go. Right. Uh, yeah. That's, right. You're like going for free. Best decision I made all year, not going to see the Bears host the Vikings in week six. I'm sure you can get cheap tickets later on as the weather gets colder, buddy. Go check out, you know. No, what's funny is uh, I was going to buy tickets. They were going to be very easy to get f- for the Viking game, but then they beat Washington. And because they beat Washington, uh, all of a sudden, like, oh, let's go. Like, no, what, what is wrong with you guys? No, don't you know how this works? Washington had a bad night. They're a bad team. And we have to keep reminding everybody in the NFL, you're not as bad as your worst loss, and you're not as good as your best win. The Bills look so good against Miami. They're not going to look that good. If they look that good again at some point this season, wow, that's really remarkable. But they probably aren't going to look that good again this season. All right. So with that being said, where are the Niners going here if they don't have Debo Samuel and they don't have Christian McCaffrey here for a little extended period? I think it's just kind of a speed bump. I think the Niners in the end will be in the postseason. That'll be the team you don't want to play. And maybe they get some losses here in October, November, but they'll be fine. I'm getting some action on the um, Fan Rochester Twitch stream at the Fan Rochester. My favorite thing while watching the Bears play is how bad Tremaine Edmonds is and how he always looks out of position. You're absolutely right. And I've the moment I started watching him play, even in the preseason, I'm like, yep, that looks about right. Like imposing figure, big physical guy, has all the physical tools, never knows where to be. Always in the wrong place. Always. Oh, just salt in the wood. I would have been miserable today if I went to that game yesterday or tomorrow when I return. Well, Whatever it was, it, it would have, I would have been miserable. Be kind to either Bills fans that went to the game last night or just stayed up for the game. We're all... 
just a little cranky today. We're going to get to a round of, uh, or actually last call on the way next in the sports bar. So we have time for your calls if you want to join us. The most dangerous words in all of sports talk radio. We go to the phones. 585-8664-FAN, the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman Line. That's 8664-FAN, award-winning barbecue from Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub in the new location at 135 West Commercial Street in East Rochester. You want the best barbecue in town? It's Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub in ER. What do we got? Uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, uh, Good Smoke's Chicken Pork or Beef Gordita is only $3. That is Taco Tuesday, Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub, 135 West Commercial Street in East Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Top shelf sports talk. You're hanging out in the sports bar with Danger and Bataglia on the Sports Leader. 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan. Rochester. Last call on the sports bar. You can join us at 585-866-4FAN, 866-4326. Also on Twitter at the Fan Rochester. Hard stance, not calling it X. I know some people don't yeah. don't want to even acknowledge that the changes happened. The Dandelorian <laughs> won't update the app on his phone. How he still it? has the bird logo on his phone. I didn't. Even, the, doesn't your phone automatically do that for it's you? It's a setting. Yeah, you can change it so that oh. you can automatic. You can either have it automatically update or you can manually update it. And for those that have manually updated it, they they don't even know what X is. So it's Twitter henceforth and and beyond. It will be Twitter here in the sports bar, and you can reach out to us at the Fan Rochester. I'm at AKA Mike Danger. He is at Gene Bataglia, appreciate all the tweets this afternoon. All the viewers this afternoon uh, on the uh, stream on YouTube and on Twitch at the Fan Rochester. And of course, if you're listening locally at 95.7 FM and AM 950, you should also know we sound our best in the free to download Odyssey app. And if you missed any of today's show, rewind, let you go back and listen to any part of the show you may have missed for the next 72 hours. Now, Danger is golfing tomorrow with his daughter, so listen anyways with just <laughs> me and Dandelorian. See, I said it before you could. I um, got to imagine yeah. tomorrow is is riveting, if only for your survive in advance pick, because this schedule for week seven is not a kind one for no, survivor football. No, it is not. When you lay no. out the rules and you, you have the rules committed to memory and you look at the schedule, division game, division game, ugh, favored on the road. Oh God, God, road team here, road team. Oh no. What are we? No, small, no. Yes. Yeah, oh, and, the, and then the bad thing is like, you can clearly identify which teams are bad in this league. Carolina, the bears, sorry, the Raiders. Well, the bears and Raiders play each other. You can't yeah. do that. The commanders and giants play each other. You can't do that. Right. Uh, we have pick them games with new Orleans and Jacksonville. Don't want anything to do with that. Sunday night football. Eagles and Dolphins. Ah, no, 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 no. Yes. Have no fear. Gentle listener, we will get you to week number eight tomorrow in the sports bar. I have a feeling we get through this week and we might be talking survival. Ah, ah. I'm not, don't violate any rules. I don't want to look ahead. I'm not looking ahead. Do I not look, look ahead. ahead. I just... Danger sometimes like at halftime when you're up, hey, look at next week. No, we're not looking at next week until it's actually done. No, it was done. Last week was done. When I said that to you, who did we have last week? Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, Yeah, Detroit just rolled Carolina. We weren't. Oh, this week, Carolina up 14-0. I'm like, ooh, I'm scared. Yeah, it does not matter. matter. And by the way, in Carolina, I don't know if this was uh, a product of one of his – 
David Tepper meetings, but Frank Reich is not going to be calling plays when they return from their bye. Yeah, I have a feeling Frank Reich will not be doing much of anything else by That's the time right. of the yeah, I don't like these meetings. So, I have yeah. these meetings with the owner. They're intense. I don't really enjoy them. It makes me better. Yeah, yeah but it makes me better. Liar. Okay, so now you're not calling plays anymore, Frank. How much longer until you, you're out of there altogether? He's not going to be there much longer. <laughs> They're probably having buyer's remorse. What did we do? Uh, all right, tomorrow. Great show lined up. I won't be here, but Gene will. And Matt Perino will be here. 325 to talk Bills and Patriots. Matt Perino from the Syracuse Post Standard. And, uh, well, only half of his pain in the ass will be here tomorrow. That'll be Seth Appert, Rochester Americans head coach, stopping by for his Tuesday visit at 425. And well, it looks like RIT men's hockey coach Wayne Wilson will be stopping he by the sports He will be stopping well. by, too. they got a big weekend, too, coming up. All right, so Gino's got the control of the sports bar tomorrow, I'm, I'm flipping the keys over to him. Uh, you'll have him tomorrow afternoon before I tr- return Wednesday. Zach Gelb show on the way next on The Fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey.